Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. This week's Talk Therapy looks a little bit different. As you might have noticed, the episode's a bit longer, and it's actually more of a teaching. Now, I have to give you a little bit of a background on today's topic and a bit of a warning. So I recorded this TED Talk for a project that I had for my university, and I chose the topic of EMDR and emotional eating. Now, I have to give you the warning piece is, In this TED Talk, part of the requirement was that I did it from an academic standpoint. Now, those of you listening here on the podcast, you know, I'm not exactly an academic speaker. That's not my sweet spot. It's definitely not my strength, but I did it, you know, for my project. And here's the deal. It is full of great content from professional journal articles. I had so many resources that I referenced in this teaching. And as I was preparing for this on Instagram, I made a little poll and said, hey, who would like to hear my TED Talk that I did on emotional eating and EMDR? And many of you said, yes, please share it. So I'm being brave and I'm sharing this with you, but I need to let you know, it's very scientific. You're gonna hear a side of me you probably haven't really heard before. I'm a little boring in this talk, I'm not funny, but I wanna encourage you to lean in and see what you can learn in this conversation on EMDR and emotional eating. Now, EMDR, at the end of this talk, I'm going to give you some resources that if you'd like to learn more about EMDR, you can go do some research for yourself. You can even find an EMDR therapist in your area. I was personally recently trained in EMDR as a therapist. I cannot say enough good things about this therapy. And um, if you've never heard of it, I want to ask you just to kind of look into it. It's so good for treating trauma, especially among many, many things. Okay, so with no further ado, I'm going to bring you up to the TED Talk that I did. Have a listen, take some notes if you can, see what you can learn. And then at the end of it, I'm going to come back on in my conversational style and talk to you a little bit about some resources. And I'm also going to pray over you. I feel like this is a topic that I just want to speak into and speak life and speak truth. And so be sure to stick around to the end so that you can get those resources as well. Hello, my name is Rachel Gilbert, and I'm currently a practicum student at the King's University, finishing my degree in Master's of Marriage and Family Therapy. As a therapist trained in EMDR and one who focuses on treating women with eating disorders and body dysmorphia, I'm always researching new methods to help my clients. In today's talk, we're going to discuss the topic of EMDR and its efficacy in treating emotional eating. We'll start by defining emotional eating and other eating disorders. We'll briefly describe what EMDR stands for and how it works and how it can be used in the treatment of emotional eating. The majority of today's content comes from a professional journal article published by the Journal of EMDR Practice and Research. The title of the article is called Single Case Study. Does EMDR psychotherapy work on emotional eating? The author of that article is Katherine Halvergaard. 
Let's start by taking a look at the literature review surrounding this topic of EMDR and emotional eating. Simply put, eating disorders, also known as EDS, are complex chronic illnesses with physical, social, and psychological ramifications. The threat of obsessive concern with food, weight, and appearance, inappropriate eating behavior, and body image distortions run through anorexia nervosa, bulimia, and binge eating disorder. The same thread runs through disordered eating, that is, problematic eating, where one eats not out of physical hunger, but to soothe, numb, comfort, or avoid, which is called emotional eating for the sake of today's talk and in this article. According to an article by Hart, EDS can be divided into anorexia, bulimia, and psychogenic overweight also known as comfort eating or emotional eating. Psychogenic overweight is here seen as a limbic disturbance initiated as a sort of self-soothing to meet emotional uneasiness that cannot be integrated into the mentalizing functions of the prefrontal cortex. Instead, it will be expressed on a limbic level, that is, through somatization. The disassociation results in an inner feeling of emptiness, and this diffuse emotionally is replaced, among other things, by the consumption of food. The physiological and psychological needs are temporarily, although never entirely, satisfied. Eating gives a feeling of satisfaction because it activates the same structures as if you had social contact. In fact, according to Hart, Sugar stimulates the release of opioids that again reduce both physical and psychological pain. Research even shows that mice, when they're separated from their mothers, cry less from separation if they drink water with sugar. Now let's talk a little bit about the avoidance of feelings. According to Roth, 1992 was among the first to link compulsive eating and perpetual dieting with deeply personal and spiritual issues that go far beyond food, weight, and body image. She shows how dieting and compulsive eating often become a substitute for intimacy. She shows why many people overeat in an attempt to satisfy their emotional hunger and why weight loss frequently just uncovers a new set of problems. In many lifestyle programs, people are often advised to engage in distracting activities such as taking a walk or a bubble bath as a way to avoid emotional eating without the understanding of the self-regulatory function of the reach for food. Instead, the individual needs to develop the ability to tolerate uncomfortable feelings and to regulate the intensity of the feelings. Now, the concept of mindful eating is probably a bit helpful. However, mindful eating or distraction or avoiding feeling do not address deeper emotional or traumatic experiences from the past, which in this study that I'm referring to you today, it's considered to be the new and crucial approach for dealing with emotional eating. This is essential in understanding the aim of today's talk in the relation of EMDR and emotional eating. 
So whether emotional eating stems from early traumatic material dysfunctionally stored in the memory system in the brain or from a bad habit, an unfortunate choice of soothing strategies, the hypothesis that we're looking at today is that treatment has to be focused both on the past history or the trauma, present triggering eating situations, and future affect regulation. According to a Danish study by Elkit and Elfett, more than 40% of a group of 286 obese people, there were 27 males and 259 females, they had experienced one or more traumatizing life experiences, such as sexual abuse, mental and physical abuse, violence, neglect, or the loss of a close relative. Now, here's something also interesting. 80% of that group stated that they had felt helpless and that traumatizing experiences had triggered the need for comfort food and marked the day when food became a soothing strategy and the overweight had begun. Another interesting study that I found, according to Vanderkolk, one of the most important findings from treating trauma is the fact that remembering the trauma with all its associated affect does not necessarily resolve it. Researching contemporary exposure treatment, a staple of cognitive behavioral therapy, has similarly disapproving and disappointing results. So there are three avenues of treatment to help reverse the damage, according to Vanderkolk in this article. Here are the three ways. The first way is top-down by talking or reconnecting with others and allowing ourselves to know and understand what's going on with us while processing the memories of the trauma. The second way is by taking medicines that shut down inappropriate alarm reactions or by utilizing other technologies that change the way the brain organizes information. And the third way is bottom up. And this is by allowing the body to have experiences that deeply and viscerally contradict the helplessness, rage, or collapse that result from trauma. Now, we're finally getting to what this we're, we started out to talk about, EMDR and emotional eating and how they could go hand in hand. So one of the re recommended approaches is EMDR, psychotherapy, which is a way to help people revisit their traumatic past without becoming re-traumatized and to allow effective memory processing and trauma solution. All right, let's talk briefly about EMDR. Now, I could have done an entire talk on EMDR, so please know this is a condensed version, but hopefully it'll help you understand a bit. EMDR is recognized as a scientifically supported and effective treatment for trauma that over the years has been shown to be an efficient approach to address physiological and psychological symptoms with remarkable results. EMDR was developed by Dr. Francine Shapiro. The therapy was introduced in 1989 with the publication of a randomized controlled trial evaluating its effects with trauma victims. Since then, substantial research has been conducted, which supports the positive effect 
of EMDR therapy and documents that EMDR therapy provides relief from various psychological and somatic complaints. So EMDR used something called the Adaptive Information Processing Model. Simply put, this model posits that the primary foundations of mental health disorders are unprocessed memories of earlier life experiences. It appears that the high level of arousal by distressing life events causes them to be stored in memory of the limbic, nonverbal part of the brain with the original emotions, physical sensations, and beliefs. When these dysfunctional stored memories are triggered, this unprocessed material often results in pathological or maladaptive responses to what might be an ordinary event. Now, besides severe symptoms of PTSD named big T traumas, a wide range of life experiences can be stored in a dysfunctional way, providing the basis for diverse symptoms that include negative affect, somatic and cognitive responses in the present, which will be referred to as small t traumas. So the goal of EMDR psychotherapy is to access and process these memories and targeted experiences and transfer them from implicit and episodic memory to explicit and semantic memory systems. The original experience, negative emotions, physical sensations, and beliefs are desensitized as the target memory is integrated with more adaptive information. Now, EMDR consists of an eight-phase treatment approach. This eight-phase approach is composed of standardized protocols and procedures that facilitate a comprehensive evaluation of the clinical picture client preparation, and processing of past events that caused the pathology, current disturbing situations, and future challenges. One of the components used during the reprocessing phase is composed of dual attention stimuli in the form of bilateral eye movements, taps, or tones. The processing occurs in a systematic manner, including client history and treatment planning, preparation to include resourcing as needed, assessment of the EMDR target memory, desensitization using bilateral stimulation, installation of the positive cognition, body scan, closure of incomplete sessions, and preparation for session to end, and of course, a reevaluation of the target at the subsequent session. A justified hypothesis then is that emotional eating can be treated with an EMDR approach focusing on past trauma history, the deeper current emotional triggers that activate the disturbed eating behavior, and the future affect regulation. During treatment, special attention is paid to the attachment history, psychosocial development, trauma, and history of the emotional disorder. Identification of resources and building of positive networks are crucial for EMDR processing to forge new connections between the targeted dysfunctional memory network and those holding more adaptive information. 
Now, I want to take a minute and now that we've t- briefly discussed what EMDR is and the different phases of it, I want to talk about a particular case study that I did some research on. So in this literature that I refer to here in today's talk, there are two different protocols that are recommended for the treatment of addictions. The Craving Extinguished, also known as the CraveX Protocol, which is an EMDR approach to treat substance abuse and addiction, it was developed by M. Hayes. The other is the desensitization of triggers and urge reprocessing, also known as the DETOUR Protocol. And this protocol was developed to help clients reinforce positive coping by focusing on both treatment goals and relapse triggers. In the first part of the DETOUR protocol, the client focuses on the positive treatment goal. The client then develops an image of what life would be like when changes are made. After enhancing this goal through the use of visual imagery reinforced by bilateral stimulation, the treatment focuses on developing both internal and external resources to support change. Finally, each of the situations in the client's life that trigger the unwanted behavior is treated. This protocol, combining a future positive treatment goal with systematic desensitization of triggers, has been recommended by Dr. Michael Hayes when the issue has more to do with the behavioral addiction or emotional eating than substance abuse, where focus is on the addiction memory. Now let's chat for a second about the measures that were used in this particular case study. So the effect of the treatment was measured according to the following qualitative parameters based on the client's self-reporting. Here are some of those parameters. First was the experience of the feeling of control in eating behavior before and after the treatment. On a scale of zero to 10, where 10 represents an experience of high feeling of control and zero represents no experience of control. The client reported that her experience of control in these specific situations was three before the treatment and 10 after the treatment. The, other, the next thing that they measured were her eating triggers. So the situations that triggered the emotional eating and the experienced reduction of urge were self-reported on a scale of 0 to 10, where 10 represents an experience of very high urge to eat, and 0 represents no urge. Now, you can't see the graph here in front of me, uh, but there's a table here, and there's a few different triggering situations that they mentioned, and then there was a scale before and after treatment with EMDR therapy. A couple that I was particularly drawn to was a triggering situation was when she arrived home from work. Before EMDR treatment, it was a nine. It was a really, obviously a very high level there. After treatment, it went down to a two, which is amazing. Here's another one that I was drawn to. Chips on a table. I think we can all identify to that one being a triggering situation. Before EMDR treatment, it was a 10. It was, it was up as high as it could possibly be. After treatment, it went down to a two, which again is amazing. Another thing they measured were number of situations with emotional eating per week. So before treatment, it was one to two times per week. After treatment, less than one per week. Next was body image. So satisfaction with her own body before and after the EMDR treatment Before treatment, it was an 8, and after treatment, it was a 10, meaning she was very satisfied. 
or more satisfied, especially than when she started. Here was one quote that the client said that I, I particularly loved and I wanted to share with you all here. The feeling of urge was reduced using the techniques that I was taught, especially holding the positive picture of myself being in control, registering the positive feeling combined with the pressure on the knuckle of my little finger. A couple more quotes from the client that I thought were worthy of sharing with you all. The combination of the techniques and getting to know myself on a deeper level to have my issues out in the open. And this was in, she answered a question when they asked, what was the most effective part of the treatment? The next thing that she said was most effective was the practice of a very simple and easy technique that can be used anywhere and in all situations. So at the conclusion of this case study, it is possible to demonstrate a positive effect by applying EMDR and more specifically, the adjusted DETOR protocol in the treatment of emotional eating. Now, this single case study provides evidence for the effect of treating emotional eating, but more research is needed to clarify the effects of the adjusted DETOR protocol on a larger number of people suffering from emotional eating. Well, I hope that today's presentation opened your understanding of EMDR, emotional eating, and the many layers of treatment involved in overcoming eating disorders. Thank you for your time. Well, if you made it through that long and possibly boring at parts talk, congratulations. I do hope that you learned something. I don't know about you, but I am absolutely blown away by all the science that surrounds EMDR and and the many layers of trauma and the different effects it has in our life. You know, on our Wednesday episodes, the thing I say in the very beginning, I always say, God brings things up because they are on the way out. And if today's topic, EMDR and emotional eating, was kind of like, what is this? I want to encourage you to lean into it. See what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. I, you know, just spent the last 20 minutes telling you all the science behind it. But there is nothing that gets me more excited than partnering the science with the help of the Holy Spirit. Whenever we marry those two things together, because guess what? Science, it was God's idea. He's the one who created our brains. He's the one who created different ways of healing in our minds and in our bodies. And, And so I love that we get to partner with him and say, hey, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? So I did tell you I wanted to give you a resource. So if you go to E-M-D-R-I-A, dot org you can first of all learn more about emdr therapy there's a little introduction to emdr therapy video there that you could watch and then you can also click on there and it says there's a place that you can find an emdr therapist in your area now a lot of therapists are doing emdr online i personally offer that myself Um, if you're in the same state as them that they're licensed in. But then also, of course, you can find one. You just put in your zip code and it will pull up all kinds of options and you can go to their website and kind of explore about them. Hey, bonus points if you can find an EMDR therapist that's also a Christian. Because like I said, when I do EMDR, I um, am relying heavily on the science, but also the help of the Holy Spirit. 
And so finding a therapist that puts those two together is so powerful. And I just want to encourage you to dig into that, do a little research, find a good therapist and see what the Lord wants to do in you in this. And I just want to close our time here today with praying over you in this topic, especially if anything came up on emotional eating or eating disorders or trauma. So Father, we just lean into you and I say, Holy Spirit, please just comfort every single person sitting under the sound of my voice. We do believe that you bring things up because they are on the way out. So I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray for peace. It is in your precious name that we pray, Lord. Amen. And hey, friends, as always, remember, these sessions are not therapy. They are educational. So if anything came up for you that was triggering, please find a therapist or go to your own therapist, talk to them about it, and have that safe space to process. Okay, well, friends, that's all that we have for today. Hey, as always, be sure to stick around and come back on Wednesday for a special guest interview here on Real Talk with Rachel.